grass, ganja, joint, doobie, do, chronic, ace, lobo, loco, love boat, bud, buddha, blunt, pot, pat, pin, chiba, chiba, 420, and hashish, or hash for short. It's all marijuana. This is Marijuana Media. Come in. Brought to you by The Hemp Store at 253K Road or shop online at hempstore.co.nz. Do it, man. out there um i just love that intro and getting <laughs> mentally prepared I, I did my best just gotta say scouts on it I hey did my, you, I did my you best always to be, uh, do i put in the effort <laughs> and i hope you are all at home because it's 4 20 or just gone a minute so uh surely people are deep in their sesh right now and we're leading the leading the news this week the, the marijuana news yes uh police and helicopters is the theme uh and that is uh former thames cop reminiscing about cannabis theft from the police station. This was in my favourite um, uh, publication about valleys and Thames, uh, the valley, the Thames Valley profile. Um, oh, yeah. and valleys and Thames, of course, are often filled with weed, or so they say. Um, I've certainly had uh, some very nice uh, Coromandel cannabis. Time, <laughs> you can vouch for it. I can vouch for it. Okay. Um, but you know, weather dependent, depending on which side you're on, all that kind of thing. As we all know, they can get hammered by storms. So uh, think about that if you're growing, because of course the reason is well, this is good timing, because it's growing season. Labor Day traditionally is your starting of your outdoor planting. Mm. So uh, if you're going to be growing around the Coromandel, which is often popular for Aucklanders, it's a little bit of a short drive or even a ferry ride over, I believe, and uh, get your plants going. But think about you know which side you're on in case of any storms. Okay. Where the wind's coming from. Uh, don't do it on someone else. You know, be responsible. Jeez. Have, be responsible. Have be respectful. Yeah, yeah, that's right. And I think that's the name of the game these days. Whereas, what this cop was reminiscing about, uh, what was he called? Ron Agnew. Ron Agnew, former cop, and he now writes this column, Community Policing, as it used to be. And, uh, and as it used to be, is what he said, back in the day, cannabis was a big deal. Uh, for the police, they, an annual flow over the peninsula by hired helicopters by police occurred. This is my police voice, with a constable lowered by a winch to pull plants out. Uh, there are quite a number of plantations uncovered each year on the peninsula, with some plants well over two metres. Uh, they were winched back and flown to Thames, and um, he recounts that after securing a large quantity of plants, he popped them in the police station, right in the middle of town there, and uh, unfortunately, he says, he placed them against the window that night. But that was fortunately for some, because when he returned in the morning, the plants were gone, all of them. Someone prized the window bars apart with the car jack and then carefully pulled out every single plant. Wow. And uh, I think he found that quite humorous, and uh, <laughs> so do I. And uh, he also said that uh, some years they got way too many plants to store in that, uh, that room. Didn't sound very uh, secure either. Uh, so they take them out to the Thames airfield and just set them alight. And, oh, uh, and he says, uh, I don't think we ever checked which way the wind is blowing to procure the possibility of cannabis fumes and smoke wafting over and through Thames. I'm sure it did happen. Wow. Uh, uh, there were some, uh, actually, Turangi had a uh, recent, a few years ago, that, that same thing happened. 
Yeah. Uh, there you go. And he also recounted in his uh, further canvas stories, there was a particularly enthusiastic young coordinator of the neighbourhood support group at Waikawao. He would receive all the reports of suspicious activity. Okay. He doesn't really say what he was doing with these reports, but he does note that he was busted for growing a substantial amount of cannabis. Uh, okay. Hours, so so he'd, re- he'd like received the reports and then... Well, he was either... Gro- who knows? We don't know all the facts of that, <laughs> but he's kind of alluding he was up to no good. He certainly got done. I say good on him. Um, hiding in plain sight, as it were. Um, and, and yeah, what a shame that, that growing your own isn't... Oh, excuse me, fully legal yet. Uh, yeah. Definitely more tolerated. But I've got to say, Coromandel, well, I was talking about a lot of people going down there, the places where the police still do, so they don't really do so much of what he's talking about, where they do this winch and burn okay. kind of thing. Okay. What they do these days is spray Roundup on people's plants. It's dyed blue, so oh. watch out for that. Watch out for this blue Roundup. And, so is that uh, kind of a way of instead of instead of getting like the growers and the people, it just kind of eliminates the plants that are being grown from the market? Is that what that does? That's, I guess that's what they say. It's lower risk for the police, basically, right. is, is their okay. argument for it. Whereas, okay. of course, it increases the risk for the consumer because those uh, poison plants can still, you know, get into the supply. And particularly, they might be, you know, but kind of washed and unsold Ooh. or, uh, you know, make some And potentially unhealthy to smoke. Very. Roundup yeah. would be, you okay. know, very bad. Um, yeah. Oh, boy, oh, boy. So, um, yeah, what I was going to say, though, it's those stereotypical areas that they still do it. So okay. um, last summer, it was Northland, Coromandel, and East Cape. And this happened even after the storms, even after Gabriel. Okay. Uh, the police were still flying around in the Coromandel and the East Cape spraying plants. Huh. There you go. But not around Auckland. So just grow around Auckland. <laughs> <laughs> grow in your backyard. That'd be my advice. Yeah, just in grow Greyland. Here. Don't say I told you that, but do it. Do it. But uh, yeah. Anyway. So we've heard through the grapevine. So we've heard. Um, now... On another, uh, straight on to other, uh, and by the way as well, I think if, if listeners can text in their, uh, if they've had a similar experience, if they had any oh, plants yeah, sprayed, definitely. or if they had some good growing experiences around the Coromandel. If any plants have been sprayed, if you've ever, if you've ever come across some weed that you've smoked that's maybe been sprayed. Did they nick those plants? Mm. Was it a carjack they used? <laughs> uh, Is it you? I love this headline, sports department, moving right on to, to sports, uh, normally at the end, but put it in the middle, uh, cricket cup coverage captures cannabis cliches. Oh, we love it, some alliteration. That was my headline there. And this Fantastic was off the Herald. Headline. They're covering the, the Cricket World Cup. Okay. Where Australia smoked the Dutch in a game that featured many highs. Possibly the pitch was baked. <laughs> there you go. Jokes on the Herald. I love oh, it. I love it. You know um, what? Good on him. That's what I thought too. Good I think I think that might have been the best Herald title and byline I've ever heard of. <laughs> um, hey, one, another good news. Uh, this isn't cannabis. Cannabis adjacent. Yeah. Uh, license granted to go to grow mushies for meth, and uh, this is medicinal cannabis company Rua Biosciences. Okay. Uh, granted the first license in New Zealand to cultivate an indigenous magic mushroom. The they and researchers hope will be able to help those addicted to methamphetamine. Uh, this is called psilocybe wedoroa, a variety of magic mushroom containing psilocybin, and that's thought like LSD and yeah. other potentially other uh, psychedelics might increase brain, brain plasticity. Ooh. And uh, and and the, the idea there is it might enable people to break free from their kind of habitual and, and entrenched yeah. thinking, see their lives in the world in a new way, and then maybe you know not be addicted. Uh, and yeah, there, there is, has been some really fascinating early research on that. So um, 
This is uh, Rangiwaho Marae, um, and with some local uh, Rangoa Māori practitioners, ESR and Auckland and Waikato Uni and uh, a bunch of others. And um, what they're pointing to, in fact, is uh, centuries of use of huh. these uh, psilocybe mushrooms. Uh, learning from the tohonga uh, about how they can shift these ingrained habits. So, uh, yeah, and, and what, of course, makes it cannabis adjacent too, not only the, uh, the substance itself, but uh, Rural Bio, it's a bioscience medical cannabis company, and they'll be growing it down in their cannabis facility. Oh, uh, down there. Mm. Very interesting. Very, <laughs> and uh, what else was I going to say? So this also comes after... Australia, yeah. uh, this just took effect uh, last week. So Australia uh, passed a regulation that lets um, psychiatrists prescribe MDMA um, and also um, psilocybin and I believe uh, DMT, yes. And, so uh, do you think this maybe projects that we might be looking to head in that direction over here? Potentially, eh? I think there's still quite a few hurdles to get yeah. that prescription in Australia. You've really got to be kind of last resort and maybe part yeah, of a yeah. trial or something like that, but the, but it's there, and they also backed it up with a $16 kind million. Kind of the cogs are in motion. That's right, yeah. And, and they threw $16 million bucks at it over in yeah. Australia to do a whole bunch of research. Um, Which is awesome. That is that is awesome. And, and you know, you could be in a study of one where it's just your psychiatrist studying you, <laughs> you know, potentially. Um, so, uh, yeah, so maybe that'll happen here, hopefully. Uh, there's certainly, you know, that, that's a good step in the right direction. Um, now, what else was I going to say? Uh, that is oh, Cook things. Islands. This yes. was a good news because we talked about the Cook Islands last week. Yes. Um, with their um, legislation expected in December. Um, and hopefully what we're looking at, or, or what the early indicate, well, we don't know till we see it, but something that, that draws on the, the scheme here in New Zealand and Australia. So mm -hmm. there's um, consistency. Um, but then with something else a bit more local and perhaps a bit more herbal mm. um, that doesn't cut out people um, in okay. the Cook Islands through making it really expensive and hard to get or taking years and years yeah. like it has here. So uh, that's going to be really interesting. But in a letter they just published in the Cook Island News, which has really been the, the, the place covering, you know, mm. breaking this, um, and Radio New Zealand Pacific News too, been, been keeping an eye on it. Uh, but in the Cook Island News, a guy wrote in... Uh, saying, and, and this was in response to this announcement both uh, with the Cook Islands legislation and also that CBD will be going over the counter in New Zealand okay. um, eventually, uh, that he pointed out, well actually under the, this is George Pitt writing in this published letter to the editor, that CBD products are totally legal under the Cook Islands Drugs Act um, and that's because it over there it defines uh, the, the, the um, possession as possessing 250 uh, milligrams or more of THC and there are no CBD products under our scheme that have, you know, that have that. So, uh, so that means any CBD product prescribed in um, New Zealand, you would be able to go to the Cook Islands with right now, if, if he's right. I think okay. he is right. I kind of double checked. It seemed right to me. Um, or vice versa, if you're over in the Cook Islands and tuning in mm. um, or listening online, uh, you know, you could get some over here and and, and uh, bring it back there. Okay. That's bloody good. Oh, that is good. It's also nice to see that, you know, between the two countries, you can actually create some kind of relationship between, I don't know, just mm, make it work mm. for both. It, it seems mutually beneficial instead of having to go through the hurdles when you go between places. Yeah, I think that's the aim, eh? And the Cook Islands is It's a very kind of... bungled way of, of trying to articulate that, but you know what I mean. I, absolutely, because <laughs> it, it's kind of part of New Zealand, but kind of independent too. Yeah. And, um, and, and it's worked really well with having the consistency with Australia because there's so yeah, much travel between definitely. and it means that patients can go in between and, uh, you know, personally know people who have done it. And uh, 
So that's great. So it'll be great to include the Cook Islands in there in our little exactly. uh, cannabis-free movement zone yeah. of the South Pacific. Yeah, very good. And uh, speaking of which, so we'll just end on the, the only political news of the week. Thank goodness. <laughs> I love this limbo land with no government. i got to say, just love oh, it. Oh, it's so good. Um, and, and that was uh, Newsroom. You know, they must have been, what are we going to write about? Uh, so what are the what are the new ministers or what are the new MPs doing with all their vested interests? You know, the things mm-hmm. that brought down Michael Wood. Um, turns out, uh, Louise Upston, Nationals number six, potentially the new Minister of Social Development Employment, has yeah. shares in the locally listed med- medical cannabis firm Canasouth. <laughs> I thought, good on her. Good on her for having those shares. And you should just retain them, I reckon. Also, I can't believe that's the first time that I'm hearing about this. I love it. Oh, and we, we didn't hear of any Labour MPs with shares in cannabis companies. True. Just hint, hint. True. Come on. I, I would like to see them all outdo each other by having more and more. Um, <laughs> uh, other senior National MP Chris Bishop is selling his shares, or a small amount, uh, in the Wellington Craft Brewery Parrot Dog. Oh, yeah. Uh, Minister of Health Shane Reddy. We love Parrot Dog here on 95 BFM Drive. There you go. Well, so does Chris Bishop, but he will not be a shareholder anymore. Oh. Um, and, uh, you know, it's all the perception, isn't it, I guess. Uh, and Shane Reddy, probably Minister of Health, uh, has yeah. his own medical cannabis, con- not a medical cannabis, just a medical consulting company. Okay. And shareholding in a practice. Um, so there you go. The, the key is just to disclose it, probably, oh, isn't it? So you know you know what's going on. Yeah. And uh, full disclosure from me, I've got a medical cannabis company, unlike Shane Reddy. Uh, <laughs> i got a hemp retail store, and i got a prescription for cannabis. And I don't oh, want to be an MP, so... Uh, there you go. If you did. Thank you so much, Chris. <laughs> God, uh, I feel like we went through so much, but as you as you mentioned just before, it's kind of nice being in this political limbo. I agree. It, it where, was a journey. It's yeah. a journey. Oh, I know it has been. I feel like it's been a pretty hectic run up until now. That's and right. And now we can yeah, be like, it's good oh, to change pace okay. Trying uh, to relax and sort of get into the new movement. Whatever that will be. Whatever that will be. Uh, we're waiting for New Zealand first to insist on a new referendum, of course, because that is their policy. <laughs> All social issues to a referendum, so stay tuned for that in 2026. Uh, first Thursday next week, though, uh, that's uh, Thursday the 2nd, up yes. in the Hemp Store. We've got the Substance Testing with the Drug Foundation, 3 to 7. Oh, fantastic. Uh, next Thursday. Amazing. And uh, J-Day, 2nd of December. That's not too far yes. away either. Coming up very Ooh. soon. Uh, someone Seems told weird me that we missed out on it earlier this year. I know, I know it's, it's a loss. It really, you really feel it. Uh, oh, but, but it um, makes everyone ready to go on the 2nd of December. That's right, that's right. And and I hear, I actually was just informed, apparently it's Crate Day that day. And oh, it's one yes. or the other people. There's no crates at J-Day. Albert Park and J-Day itself, alcohol-free. Yeah. Don't bring any. You won't be in. The security will chuck you out. Don't ruin the vibe. It's not what it's about. So uh, uh, one or the other. Crate Day. Make a choice. Crate Day's for your backyard. That's the one. Albert Park's for J-Day. There you go. As you do. See you there. Fantastic. Thank you so much, Chris. Jump out of this. <laughs> Do it, baby. That was Marijuana Media. Thanks to the Hemp Store. Visit them at 253K Road or shop online at hempstore.co.nz. I'm in love with